You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. It's a Tuesday night, so you know what that means. Helmets and Heels is broadcasting live from the DreamFinders Home. I miss this place. It's been I know, a while. It's, it's so comfortable it's great. and delicious at the same All time. All at the same time. It's As fantastic. I mentioned earlier, lots of food. I think uh, good old safety Josh Evans is going to join us in a little bit from the Jags is making a sandwich at the moment. I think he got here early just to eat, by the way. I'm totally going to call him out for that. Um, <laughs> he either got here early to eat or to listen to our studs and duds. Uh, that's what it is. Because everybody <laughs> is clamoring for that segment. So let's get it going. Blythe, we'll start with you. Who is your stud of the week, even though we already know who it is? Yeah, you kind of already know because I said it in an email earlier. But my stud of the week is um, Fox Sports outkick the coverage, Clay Travis. Um, initially, whenever we heard about the Ryan Lochte story with the Olympics, it was, um, you know, social media went up in an uproar about it. And, you know, they had their pitchforks out and they were ready to go and ready to, to essentially ban him from swimming for life for what is essentially him just urinating outside of a building at a gas station. So him and a few swimmers, you don't know the story where have you been? But he was living, he was partying with some friends. They went to a gas station. They never went, Ryan Lochte never went inside. And so there are certain facts that are about the story that, that no one else is sort of talking about. And so I really liked the fact that Clay Travis took it, took that initial step to talk about the facts of the story, that nothing was damaged except for an already partially damaged sign. Um, there was a gun that was drawn on him. There was money exchanged. He was drinking. He did make some poor decisions, but I don't think that he's done anything wrong to resort to him losing all of his sponsorships within the past 24 hours. And he's sort of been crucified ever since this happened last week. And so I really appreciated, you know, certain media members that, that take it upon themselves that, that don't sort of, you know, add fuel to the fire and instead look for the facts of the situation. And I think he was one of the first and the only ones that have sort of reported the truth truth since then. USA Today, I think, came out with a piece yesterday that sort of corroborated the same thing. You know, NBC, TMZ, all of these other media outlets went to that gas station to see if there was any damage done and they couldn't find anything. So it's just little facts like that that haven't been released because it doesn't cause, you know, sort of the, the social media outrage that everybody has already, you know, heard over the past week. I will say, I think if he was a more articulate athlete, I think a lot of this would have been, that's the nicest way I can say it. I think a lot of this would have been put to bed and I think the sponsorships would not have um, been removed from him. But I think that his persona prior to this is also what kind of got him into hot water. It's a, I think it's a combination. I don't think they're just looking at this one incident, but it, I mean, unfortunately for those sponsors, this was very negative in almost every way, shape or form. Yes. There are certain places that may be kind of making sure that they have all the truth, but that's not most places. And so the average American, when they wake up, that day after the story is broken, they hear Lochte's lying. Lochte got to go home. And that's all Lochte's with his He's girlfriend. Lied. Exactly. And so I think that makes sense as to why the sponsors had to pull out in addition to some of the um, other background issues that have been in well, Lochte's it, past. It, I don't know that you can lose sponsorships because you're an idiot. 
I, I think. Oh, you absolutely can. Yeah, can. I don't know that you should because Being an idiot leads to idiotic decisions. Well, well, so what about Michael Phelps? What about Draymond Green? What about all these other athletes that have had, you know, circumstances in the past that should have caused them to lose sponsorships? I think the real reason is these sponsors saw a way out. He's 32 years old and they don't want to spend any more money on him. And he's not, he's probably not going to be in any more Olympics. But neither, according to what Phelps is saying, neither is Phelps. But because currently in this most recent Olympics, he's done nothing wrong. Now he's, he's a father of a young child and his wife's there. And so there's this positive momentum. Sponsors get to do whatever they want. They can and especially trigger if you whenever give they want. Them, right. If yeah. you give them a reason, it's their money. They get, but it's they get to make reason. those decisions. He was in another. To them it is. He was wasted them, yeah. in, in a country that has had its own sort of issues, whether it's the body parts, whether it's the Zika, whether it's the bad water, whether it's the green water in the pool, he's already, you know, the country's but, already at a, at a standstill when it comes to public relations. But at the same point, like this is still a situation where four American, four American swimmers had guns drawn on them. They demanded money from them. And a, another swimmer was pulled off of a plane and they extorted $11,000 from him just so he could get home. Like this is not, I, I don't think that Ryan Lochte and these swimmers, I think they made a bad decision. Decision, but I don't think that they're bad guys and that they've, it, the, the treatment of them has been justified over the past week. The real criminals in this are those, you know, rent-a-cops that pulled guns on them and demanded money in another language. In any, in, in any other place in the world, that is a robbery. So he was correct in the fact that he thought that he was getting robbed. And so that's where all of this stems from. I don't care if he, you know, embellished a story a little bit because he was drunk and because a gun was pointed at him and he didn't specify the correct body part that it was pointed at him. He still deserved to to have sort of his, he doesn't deserve to get treated like this. I don't care if he is an idiot. I don't care if, if he made a bad decision. I don't think that all of this that has culminated since then makes sense. My favorite part was though, in true Lochte fashion, when the whole story came out, the question was asked, so what happened when the gun was pulled on you? And his response oh was, whatever. <laughs> That's what he said Honestly. to the gunman, according to him originally, whatever. Like, here's some money. And he, I think he gave on. him like 400 bucks or something. And that's what you're sort of told to do whenever you go to other countries. And, and if, you know, if, if you're caught on, on the beach, you know, having a drink, or if you're holding your cell phone out and somebody tries to sit, you're, you're, you're taught to give them money because those cops can, are so easily corrupted. So I think in this, in this instance, we're so quick to blame these American swimmers who just won gold medals for us instead of a corrupt police department in another country. And I certainly understand that part. And by the way, Amanda, you don't get a dud because... Yeah, I mean, we already has... talked about my dud, so I guess I don't even need to talk about it. Your dud was lofty, so... My dud was lofty, not because he's a bad person, but because he just handled everything the wrong way, and he's just a dud. Well, he's an idiot. Yeah. But I don't think that he should have all of this backlash. He's been raked over the coals for the past week, but and I think also, it's unjustified. But it's also because he stole... He stole time from all the other fantastic stories that we've heard in the Olympics. How did he steal it? Because everyone's covered it. Everyone's been talking about Ryan Lochte instead of everything else that's been happening. And that's That's what I hate. I'm not saying it's his fault, but he is my dud, partly because that reason, also because he's an idiot. Then that's the media. Your dud should be the media, too. No, my dud is Ryan Lochte. Lochte slash media. Let's get to who's your stud. (laughs) Okay, my stud is Brittany Wagner, who we had on Frank's show early this afternoon. If you've had a chance to watch Last Chance You 
on Netflix. Um, it's fantastic. So if you haven't watched it, I really, really encourage you to do so. You can get a month free. That's what I did. A month free on I Netflix. Remember yes. to cancel it. <laughs> and it's only six episodes, so it's super easy to binge watch or you can take your time. But it's basically a behind the scenes look at a Juco football team. And it's real and it's raw and it's just fantastic. And Brittany Wagner is the athletic advisor. I hope I got her title right. It, um, it's a longer title, but you're academic slash athletic advisor. And she deals with all the players um, and all the players who are at this Juco East Mississippi Community College are there because they got in trouble before, whether they failed out of school or they got in trouble with the law. So there are kids from Florida State and from all over um, who are trying to get back into football. And she has so much patience. She is so genuine and she is just so passionate about these players and she wants them to succeed and she's just fantastic. And so you'll know what I'm talking about um, if you watch the show, but she's just awesome. I loved having her on today. She was fantastic. She was great. And not that we have enough time to talk about it, but the one thing that I found very amusing, um, I don't even know what other word I would use to describe this scene, but the coach, Buddy Stevens, is talking to the players. One of my favorite things is he always says, all right, everybody touch somebody before they pray. <laughs> everybody touch somebody. I love that part. I love his accent. But yeah. the better part is when he's talking about how they'll get a $300 fine if they have girls in their dorm rooms. Right. So he says, you know what costs a lot less than that? If a bunch of you split a hotel room. <laughs> I don't have to hear about it. You have to pay less. Um, <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have filmed that or maybe that shouldn't have no, that's, been that's the real part of this show this documentary is real as real gets and that's what i loved about it and they don't spare anything even the language so if you're watching do not have any children around because it is very very vulgar well as someone who works in college athletics uh i would never have let that part of it on camera but all right so my stud obviously there have been devastating floods in louisiana the president president obama got kind of harassed a little bit because he didn't leave his vacation um, up north to come down in Cape Cod to come or Martha's Vineyard to come down to Louisiana. He went down today, though. So at least that part of it's taken care of. But majority of LSU football players and coaches, as well as the Alabama basketball coach, Avery Johnson, who's from Louisiana, from New Orleans, and then also Gamecocks, the South Carolina football team, all got together. The LSU football players actually visited a bunch of the residents who are displaced. There are 60,000 homes that have been damaged in some way, shape, or form. Some have washed away, and then others have varying degrees of damage. And so all of these people got together, some went and visited, and then the other ones who are not in Louisiana raised a bunch of money and then also got supplies together and collected a truckload or a couple truckloads and sent those to Louisiana. So in times of need, you want Americans to step up and be there for each other. And I thought that they did something above and beyond what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I always want to celebrate that. All right, quickly, Blythe, your dud. My dud is NBC Universal CEO, Steve Burke, because he blamed millennials for the low Olympic ratings. He said the Olympics, if the rating, he said back in June, if the Olympic ratings were down by 20%, he would blame millennials because they spent too much time on Facebook and Snapchat and woke up and realized that the Olympics were over and that they happened. But the primetime viewership between the 18 to 49 year old demographic was down 25%, but the live streaming was up 24%. And I think that that speaks more to the television market and how we've changed our viewing habits so much. People want things on demand. They want it commercial free. Um, they want their music, their TV shows, everything on demand. And I think that's where NBC sort of slipped up and they didn't have that access for regular fans in order to, to watch it in a, in a way that they want to. So that was my, that's, that's my dead Steve Burke. 
My dud is Baylor wide receiver Ishmael Zamora. Oh. I'm not going to get into specifics. Mm. All I'm going to tell you, because I did not watch the video, I refused to watch the video. He was caught on camera beating his dog, kicking his dog, his Rottweiler. And Baylor was aware of this and did nothing to him. He's now been suspended since it's come out into the public and things like that. But come on, man. Like It's an awful video. You, Yeah, that's why I refuse to watch it. Being a dog owner, I, I can't imagine. I get certainly mad. We all who have pets, Amanda included with her cat. We get frustrated hey, with our... Cats are animals, too. Right. I'm saying, I'm saying, I said as a dog owner, you Whatever. have a cat. Whatever. Similar, different, though. Very different personalities. <laughs> um, my dog is nine and still does bad stuff, you know? But I don't ever want to cause him harm. I want to teach him a lesson mm-hmm. in a way that he'll understand it. And I just... This frustrates me because especially... Haven't you heard about Michael Vick and the dog fighting and all the stuff that can come of negative publicity when you do something wrong to animals? And so he's my dud and he needs to be sentenced to a million hours of community service at pet shelters. See, I I thought it was sort of like an overreaction. You know, social media can always do that. But when I looked at the video, it was sort of an underreaction because it is very, very gruesome. He's beating him with a belt. I'm not going to watch it. I watched five seconds and that was it. It was like, nope, that's it. Yeah, so we'll see what happens um, with him. All right, on a positive note, we are now going to talk to Jaguars safety Josh Evans. We have lots of questions for him. First, we'll start with football, and then we'll get into the personal side. If y'all have any questions here live with us, certainly personal. let us know either one, football or personal. We get into the nitty-gritty. And uh, that will be next. Thanks for tuning in to Helmets and Heels or joining us live at the DreamFinder Stadium home right outside of Everbank Field on 1010XL92. 2.5 FM.